2: Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. I can see on my um, Skype camera link, sidekick, sidekick Josh wearing a fabulous, looks like jacket, cardigan. I don't know. Hi, Josh. Yeah, I'll go with that sort of jacket, a light uh, a light jacket. A light jacket. Early
1: evening summer wear, I would yes.
2: say. Yes. Yes. I'm indoors. This. You are indoors. We're recording this on Monday, the 6th of July, year of our Lord 2020 at uh, 1907 hours and in about um, uh, 53 minutes, Spurs kick off their match. Um, So we we can't we can't predict. We don't know what's going to happen with that. But let's just say we're in a rather one position right now in the league where even if they win tonight, which I feel is unlikely against Everton, they're still going to stay below us. Just making that point at the beginning. This is where this is the rather pleasurable place we're at, and to celebrate the current state of the Arsenal, we have um, back from a long time, a long sojourn during the bleak period of the virus, Jeff Arsenal.
3: I'm still alive, Boyd.
2: Thank God you're still alive because you were. (laughs) Let's face it, you were in the high, high the bracket where you know. I mean, you and I, middle-aged white guys, can't afford. To catch this
3: virus, no, can we? I can, I can run with that, mate. I've been masked yes. up everywhere and gloves everywhere, and yeah, we're we cool. Thank God. Good.
2: So, um, we are in this rather, I mean, fantastic position, aren't we? We've had what four wins on the spin. Um, Arteta, someone tweeted you. Tw- I think you you retweeted it actually. Someone pointed out that Arteta's only lost three games since he left City, whereas City lost five in that time, which is quite extraordinary. Um, I felt like we, we scored four against Norwich, which was, which was wonderful. And then yesterday's game, um, a tough away fixture at Wolves. We were brilliantly kind of focused and, you know, all the things that Arsenal haven't been for so long, I felt like defensively sound. Everyone knew what they were doing. There was a real kind of almost, I mean, revelatory is a big word, but I don't know. It's like incredibly satisfying about that performance yesterday. Wasn't there? Even though you know it was a tight, it was tight, but we kept it tight, and we scored a goal early on, and we scored a second. It was fantastic. What's your what's your feeling, Jeff, about the state of the Arsenal right now? You must be thrilled.
3: Well, well, yeah. You know, after the first two games, you know that City game, I just think was. I think we're going to lose the points anyway, but I think the way it was a, just a calamity that happened. I think we did well. Uh, we was very unlucky with the two injuries, you know. It, we're not as good as Man City anyway but we were very unlucky with the two injuries and that 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 just when when Luis came on he just had a nightmare and it was one of those games if you go one behind from Man City then you go two behind you're up against it we had to play sort of the second half with with ten men um, so we we was never going to win it but it's just the way we just you know we just more or less down tools and we was there was there was bullying us all over the park and we we just couldn't get the ball then we went on to Brighton, and I thought, okay, we went one 0 up, uh, and I thought, okay, we can see this out, maybe get another one. But again, we just that soft underbelly from Arsenal teams from over the last five years uh, appeared, and we we were getting bullied out of the game, and eventually we, we we got done. Which was I was so disappointed with that result, honestly. Most yeah. probably the, the worst one for, for the for the last. Uh, it's definitely, from since Arteta's taken over, and maybe through Unai Emery's, it was, it was. I was so disappointed with it. However, then we went on, and I mean, our last is it three, three or four, whatever it's been, it, it have been unbelievable. Oh, you, I think, yeah. and, you, and you, that Wolves game, I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't very optimistic going up to Wolves. I've got to be honest with you no. because they're they're a, they're a good side. They're very, very well run. They're bought very well. Obviously, they had new owners since 2017 and now they're in bed with with uh, Jorge Mendes, which is uh, obviously that super agent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got a feeling he's got a few quid involved in the club because they seem to have, have, have gotten a lot of top, top players for relatively cheap money Um and uh, it, quite similar to what Arsene Wenger did when he came to Arsenal. You know, he, he picked off the best players from the French League, etc., uh, and, and, and put them all together. And, you know, what, what the rest is history. But, you know, when we went up to Wolves, I wasn't very optimistic about it because of what's happened in the previous two matches in the, in, in the City game and the, and the Brighton match. Um, I was worried, uh, again, that, you know, they're a very good team and they pass the ball and they move you around and we was going to struggle. I was so, so, so surprised. And it's quite clear that Mikel Arteta, is, 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 he understands that we have a defensive problem. And for what I'm seeing from the Wolves match, They've really worked on it. They've concentrated on defending. They've got that three at the back and the two wide, uh, you know, fallbacks—what you, you want everyone to call them—and they all know what they're doing. We're only talking about one game. It could all—it could all unravel at, at Leicester tomorrow night. When it was it Tuesday night, it is tomorrow night. Isn't yeah, it? tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. we can all see now that, that um, Mikel is, is, is. We can all see what he's trying to do. Let's just hope that they can carry on doing what they're doing, defending the correct way. Because like I've said in the past, I don't think we've got any trouble scoring goals. It's just the way we concede stupid goals, individual errors all over the place.
2: Yeah. Josh, it's interesting, isn't it? He's adopted this, the three, since he's adopted the three at the back for formation, uh, where you've got, you know, and, and, and kind of wing backs, really. It's just look much more. I don't know much. Not necessarily. Like sometimes the attacking play can be a bit slow. And like yesterday in the first half, I thought it was quite. You know, it was a bit slow and deliberate. But we still scored. But it just seems more solid, doesn't it? It just seems like Louise, for example, seems like a million times better in that back three than he would do in just in a four-four in a four at the back situation. And and I feel the whole defence. Everyone seems to know what they're supposed to do much more. They seem much more aware of their responsibility and they also feel like the opposition whoever we're playing doesn't deal with it very well they find it a bit because it's kind of changes quite it's quite fluid it changes when we're in possession of possession. i feel like the opposition doesn't deal with it very well so it seems like a bit of a masterstroke to me
1: a hundred percent that we have improved unrecognizably i think the stat was this is three premier league clean sheets on the bounce and that's the first time since late 2017 so just on that simple level, that tells you something. This game made me think back, and I was like you, Jeff. I feared this game massively. I didn't see us winning it. And I thought back to that home game against Wolves where we played them earlier in the season. I think it was November time, and we had this sort of one-all draw, and I think we were quite fortunate in, in the end. Wolves equalised with about 50 minutes to go, and then we were having hanging on. That day, Wolves had 24 shots against us. Um, and then I think on Saturday... You know, we were down to 10. I mean, on just a very simple level against a, what is an impressive Wolves team that it could well still finish above us, we were just so much more solid. And look, he's doing this with David Louise, who has been often ridiculed, who was ridiculed for what happened against Manchester City. With Mustafi, who has been, in some people's opinion, fifth or sixth choice centre-back. And then sticking in Kalazanach with sort of flashbacks almost to seeing the way that Monreal has been used in that way in the last few years at the club. Um, so it's just so good to see us play much more of a unit. And even though and, we and weren't goal. And has a goal, who's I think also got a great record now with, of clean sheets. So even though, you know, it's not the new personnel, so therefore it tells you the manager has been successful at implementing something on these players. And we look so much more solid. I think even going into half time when Saka scored his lovely goal and you know, how exciting it is it? That he's got his new contract. We deserve to go into the lead at halftime. We hadn't been, well, probably the first 15 seconds were the worst moment in terms of threat where Troy maybe could have got something. So for us to be uh, at that level, to restrict this wall side to one shot on target for the entirety of the game, Huge credit. And this was the first time we've beaten someone who started the day above us in the Premier League, away from home, since September 2015. So another stat that shows we're heading in the right direction. I just worry, Boyd, I don't know what you think or, or Jeff. I'm starting to get the hope, and it is famously the hope that kills you because now I think, well, maybe we could beat Leicester Spurs and then yeah. Liverpool. I mean, we, yeah. it, it could yet have an exciting end to the season that I didn't see coming.
2: I am, I am excited. I, I am incredibly hopeful. But, I, I mean, I was predicting, I thought we would get into Europe right? anyway, right? So I think where we are now is roughly where I thought, seventh, eighth, is roughly where I thought we would end up anyway. And, that's, and I think if, if the top eight, if the city situation stays as it is, I know we've been through this a few times, but I'm pretty sure over the weekend, the Sky hosts kept saying the top eight could get into Europe. They could, year.
1: I think this yeah. will depend a bit on, yeah, Depending on obviously on other on circumstances.
2: Yeah. yeah, but I look at it right now. I mean, I don't know what the betting is, but I bet we're I bet we're favourites to at least get into the to get into the Europa. I mean, getting into anything else would be extraordinary. But um, so I am hopeful, and I think that the even though the fixtures look incredibly tough, Leicester Spurs Liverpool, as you say, I think Liverpool and now anything could happen. I think it's brilliant that we're playing them in the situ- in the post. League triumph because they're already falling off. Whatever you know, they won yesterday, but they're definitely fifty percent less intense than they were before they won the league. I think Leicester, anything could happen tomorrow, and Spurs, absolutely anything could happen. I mean, that is wide open, isn't it? So I mean, we could, yeah. In 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 a week's time, we could be suffering two defeats. But I I feel what I feel. I think the bigger picture of what's happened right now is that Arteta's found the system. And the personnel, roughly, with a few tweaks within that. I think he knows the best way for us to play right now. That we're not. I don't think whatever happens. I don't think we're going to lose by a phenomenal amount to any of those teams we're playing, including Liverpool, even if they're on song. And I think we could beat them. That's. So I feel like the overall picture is really positive because even if even if we lose one or two of those one or even two of those games, I don't feel we're going to be humiliated, which I think we probably would have been. You know, six nine months ago. Jeff, are you? Are you are up? You, do you think we've been, I'm being too optimistic, or do you think no? That's no, I'm kind of realist.
3: Well, you know, it's, it's amazing that we are now, um, even thinking about having a chance of getting into the top four. Whereas a couple of weeks ago, it was like, mate, you know, we, we, we're going to be well, we were 11th or 12th at one stage, weren't we? Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know, and that, that's <clears throat> that's how I think we, I was looking at the time. You know, I was thinking maybe eighth or ninth would be the best position for us, whereas now. If we beat Tottenham and we you know, we go on and we we beat Leicester tomorrow night, um, who knows? You, you might you might you might creep into fifth. You know, you you, you might yeah. get that you might get that uh, extra spot if Man City do get barred from the competition for the Champions League. I mean, uh, it is it has changed around, but again, we've got to be very careful because we have seen this on a few occasions over the last few years where we've gone and gone, uh, gone away and got a draw at somewhere where we didn't think we was going to get a draw and think, Oh, whatever. We, really? they you know, they've, they've toughed that out uh, and then come back and, 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 you know, been beaten quite easily or made a few more calamities uh, at home or away or whatever and, and, and been beaten convincingly. But no, there is, there's, you know, there seems to be a lot of progress and, um, you know, hopefully we can creep up there, and you never know. We, we we might even we might even get that fifth spot or something like that.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it's, it's possible. Yeah, I mean I'll be amazed if we finished if we finished fifth. But I think sixth, seventh, sixth, seventh is is there, and i would and i be happy at this stage. You've got to be happy with that, yes, Josh. No, I
1: was I was going to say that it felt so doom and gloom as Jeff was saying after the Man City, after the Brighton. We're sitting here moaning about one of our best young players not having a contract. I'm able to, you know, win a game of football. And it's been, is this the best week of the season so far? Is that, is that stretching it?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I I wasn't moaning much, by the way. I wasn't moaning.
1: Saka's exciting. That is great news.
2: Yeah. That's great news. Yeah. I think we're all agreed that signing Saka was the, priority i mean obviously it'd be lovely it'd be brilliant there's there's new stories now that we're that that obamiang the dealer is on there's a there's a he what he wants is on the table he wants to stay if you saw that story get three more years 200 grand a week i think it was that's what i saw reports i saw a report yesterday that lacazette that the um that the uh the manager wants lacazette to stay and, and that wants them to offer him a new contract which some people will find controversial but he scored his first gold anyway from home for about for a year i think yesterday and um and zaka actually signing is is incredibly is the best news but i think generally the focus i i keep i keep coming back to this word. i feel like he's got everyone focused and i i even include the hierarchy you know the people the people, the people who, the lawyers and the deal makers and all of that, the fact that that Saka deal was done and that seems to be now, he seems, and he talks about, I think this is really interesting. In all the, when israel has been asked, I've seen so far in the press conferences about signings in the summer, he's very clear that he wants signings in the summer. And he's making it, seems to be making it clear to the hierarchy. They can't, if they think they can get away with just a, you know, a kind of nothing summer in the transfers, he's saying, no, we need to strengthen the squad and he knows where the squad needs strengthening and all of that. And I think that shows his strength of feeling. And I think it shows that he's... Re- and, and have all the players coming together and being much more focused. I think the whole... I feel like... I think he's really going... The club is going places. That's And that's why I feel like, yeah, this is the best week of the season. Because everyone seems focused on what has to happen.
3: I just think he's going to have to clear out a bit of a wage bill before he can get... Um... These these players in that he, he needs really. Uh, obviously, we've got Mikel that's off the wage bill He might be in two hundred grand a week. Um, we've got, I think, we've got about ten defenders at the club, and half of them we don't need because they're not really good enough. So there has got to be another two hundred or two hundred and fifty grand there if you if you sell five of them and make something back from it, and then it'll open up, and you might be able, you might have a, a few quid in the pot to to go and obviously because you don't you don't pay these transfers up front, you pay them over the two or three years. Yeah. don't you? So yeah, we have got a chance, but um, like you say, he, he's clear. He, he's clear with his intentions. He knows. It seems like he knows who he wants to 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 bring in. Yes, yeah. so you know, he's really slung it in the in the court for for Josh Kroenke. Exactly. That's yeah. the big question, though: is Josh Kroenke going to um, going to back him? Because if he doesn't, then it's a waste of time. Well, isn't it? I think it really is. Mm.
2: Yeah, but I think that's why I think it's such a, it's so promising that he is explicitly saying what he that he wants them to to act and spend money in the summer because that puts the onus on them and that's and that's a I think that's a really important tactical move because it means that if they don't then we all know who's to blame you know I think remember you know, used to be I, I'm not saying this to have a go at Wenger but there was definitely a long time where. It was always very vague as to whose fault it was when we didn't sign one outfield player, you know, in in the transfer and the only team in the world, you know, all that stuff was always like no one ever took responsibility. Whereas I feel like this Arteta is saying, no, I know we have to strengthen if we don't. I feel it ends up being other people's fault and a a reflection on Kroenke, as you say, rather than rather than anything else. Um, which I think is really interesting. I, but get, it's, uh, he's also nullified, I think he's nullified the, obviously it would be brilliant if we could get rid of um, Ozil, but I feel at least he's nullified that as an issue. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, it seemed incredibly bold and daring and outrageous for him to not have Ozil in the squad when he when he didn't a few weeks ago. Now it feels like it's an almost an irrelevance. I, I don't even care anymore. I mean, obviously the main issue is to get rid of his wage, which I think is going to be very difficult to do.
1: I mean, he has and he hasn't because having him in the squad has still made it a talking point and he has been on the bench when supposedly fit. Obviously, we've got this back strain at the moment, which is supposedly being assessed ahead of tomorrow and we assume he won't be playing, but it doesn't seem impossible. I still think whilst he's oh, on the bench... He's not playing. I mean, Carry on. Well, I assume so, but then how do you explain the putting him on a bench and just making him sit there? Wouldn't it have just been easier to... I mean, not because...
2: Have- well... Because you could, when you got nine, is it nine places? I mean, yeah, it must be ludicrous. He, he's not brought him on, out. has he? Let's face it. When, when he's not bringing him on at all, there's no, and, he, and all, all he says, every time he's asked about him, he says the situation hasn't changed. He doesn't refer to the fucking backstrain, by the way. He's not playing that game. He's just straight up saying, he, we know, he's making it clear what the situation is. And for me, that is, that is nullifying it because it doesn't matter. I don't care whether he's in the squad or not. He's definitely not coming on.
1: But is Arteta making more of a point? You take him to the ground and make him sit there. Is that more of a point than just? Well,
2: putting, yeah, putting, but putting I, I, that's only a thing for for Ozil to worry about. I'm I'm fine with it. You know, I think I think yeah, I think the the way that he views Ozil and the club views, and that's what's been made clear. That's what what I meant by, you know, I don't feel that it was all again. It, before it was like what, what the fuck is going on. Now it's like we now I know what's going on. I'm I'm fine with that.
3: Do you think there's too much water under the bridge with, with Meza Ozil, guys?
2: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when I just uh, in this period when he didn't pick him, you know, and he's not playing him at all, he's not bringing him on. I also don't think we need it. I think actually, I think more importantly, the team is playing better without him and the team is more of a team without him. How does he fit in how is he going to fit into this formation we don't need his I feel like uh, you know I've been saying this for years but he's an old-time player he's not he doesn't fit in with the modern game you know the the modern number tens the modern attacking midfielders or attacking players they're strong and powerful and fast if they're not fast then they're at least powerful and strong and he's not none of those things I mean he's incredibly skillful but I think that's not enough now I just don't think that's enough he's not don't. he's never imposed himself has he ever well you know listen, listen,
3: I, I've been very critical of him uh, in the same vein that, you, you know, you're speaking of, but I, I still look at our squad and think, fuck me, how, how can you not play Meza Ozil? You know?
2: Oh, I don't.
3: Do you? What, even with our performances now? Well, yeah, I, st- I still think he, he, he's so creative. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, uh, yeah. it, it, it's tricky, isn't it? Because we know, we know, I mean, it's a World Cup winner, European Cup winner. A uh, European Championship winner. He's, he's won the whole lot. Um, I don't know. I just think I think somewhere along the line there might be personal issues that, uh, that, that have underlying problems here.
2: Uh, oh, I think his attitude is, is, is a large part of it. Yeah, yeah. If that, yeah. What, what do you mean other personal issues? That well, are, I think you're they, I darkly think referring
3: to. Yeah, well, I think so. I, I think okay. there must be because I, I can't listen. He's a footballer and he loves football, and I can't. He, he's not playing football at the moment. And that, that would be hurting him, I think, more than anything. He can't, he can't get on at the play. And I can't see the reason why we can't sit down and say, right, Mesut, you know, you're a professional footballer. You've got to play football for Arsenal Football Club. And, you know, if your attitude's not right, then you're not going to get into the team. It's as simple as that. Or you've got to say to him, if you don't want to play here, we'll have to move you on. And, and if That's we've got to and if we've got to give some 150 grand a week to subsidize his, his wages I'd rather move him out he either plays or he don't but we need to get to a point because otherwise it's going to be that little bit of poison around that squad again everyone knows how much money he's getting and you know even the players that are coming in it's tricky isn't it it's very difficult Josh
2: oh yeah it's yeah so I was just going to say quickly before Josh it's 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 very tricky to get to get rid of him so to speak and to move him on but I think the former point you made about I think Arteta's has made it absolutely clear to him that yeah, there is a problem with his attitude. He's made it clear to us, he's making it clear to us. And that and that just cannot be allowed. And I think all of those decisions that he's making, that's what I mean. I feel it's all the clarity is there in all of those decisions, from you know, same, you know, um the way he's dealing with the players, both positively and negatively, the ones that he's not happy with is so that's yeah, brilliant. That, exactly. Gwendozy, yeah. Um, I think all of that is part of this whole Situation where everything—the communication, the formation, everything—is much clearer now, and I think that is so important. Josh,
1: well, with Guendouzi, I think what's this terminology he's been using?
2: Internal
1: issues, right? Yeah, I mean, that's basically saying I'm I'm not happy with him, and we'll, we we want to keep yeah. it in house. But I'm I'm not disappointed. I think we spoke about this, you know, in the past. I think he has been guilty of, of letting his Teammates and arguably manager down with some of his recent behaviour, so it's quite refreshing. But it seems to be a response to Guendouzi's behaviour post-lockdown or post this period. With Ozil, to have not played a single minute of football since Arsenal have returned makes you think something deeper happened in that couple of months where it possibly has, maybe it is irretrievable in terms of a... Relationship because I just thought, okay, you're putting him on the bench, team, but then you take him on the bench again. You've got a goalkeeper and eight others, and you can make five subs. So just leave him sitting there, not three, even do three, a,
3: three, three, three nineteen-year-olds or something you put them, yeah, you? just
1: to not even put, just do five minutes.
3: Yeah, quite rightly. I'm though.
1: saying that's a huge statement now. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm with Jeff. I, I still deep down want to see and love the player in there, and what he's not. He's not even thirty-two until. October. We're not talking about a thirty-three, four-year-old who is should yeah, be past it. His we should be seeing someone.
2: Is apparent, though, isn't it? He's only well, what, one assistance that That's the season. I mean, it's, we don't need him. I just think we've got. It's, it's over. It's, it is over. I'm sorry think, for him. Right.
1: I, I feel you're it's right. It's probably I over for before. I think we've been here before in the last two years where we thought it's over, and you know he's been left out, and it, we have these periods. And he somehow makes a return, usually in a home game, plays really well. And suddenly we can turn our minds. But we're running out of time. Like, how many more games? We've only got five league games left. We've got an FA Cup semi-final. It felt like if he was going to get an opportunity, it would be at Sheffield United the other week. It didn't come. So, yeah, if we don't see him tomorrow, I I can't see that he's suddenly brought in for Spurs or Liverpool. And then what's the point for the last two games?
2: But also, I think you know. I go back to my point about how we're playing without him, and same with Grenduzi. I would, I don't want Granduzzi doesn't get in the team, even if he was like an absolute, you know, perfect young man who who never didn't have any um, disciplinary issues at all. I, I think the way he's got the midfield working at the moment with Sabios and Xhaka, you know, I just think it's it's and then sometimes he's had Zaka in there. He played Zucker further forward yesterday, didn't he? Because Pepe. Had his baby. Congratulations to Pepe, like <laughs> he's listening. Um, but you know, I think I think all the all of the options he's got are preferable to Guedouzi and Özil playing, in addition to their disciplinary issues. That's my feeling. Right. Did you see Mesut Özil's Twitter
1: post about twenty minutes before we started this?
2: Yes, I did. Yeah.
1: What did you make of that?
2: There's a picture of him, um, and it was a picture of him and. Um, Matthew Flamini. A yeah. bit
1: of juice and saying old friends always stay in touch. I mean it's almost like he's harping back to uh harping back to better days. Yeah, he wrote good friends always keep in touch. Hashtag yeah. bro, hashtag deep talk, hashtag London. I mean,
2: hashtag fuck off is all I can say. I don't want to be, I don't like to be too rude, but come on. He's very good. As I'm not the only one who's mentioned that his his social media game is great and you know and all of really? that, but I'm sorry, I'm over him. As a I'm over him. <laughs> sorry, Jeff. There was also Lacazette had a tweet yesterday, didn't he? About which some people t- took to be as like possibly like a farewell. Uh, um, but I didn't. I, I I hope not. I think I feel like that that seemed to be timed at the point where they are negotiating with them. I don't know. Um, Jeff, did you see the Ozil tweet? What well, do you pay much attention to the social media tweets hey, about?
3: Well, I think that his, his previous tweet to that uh, was uh, maybe the week before uh, when he'd been dropped again, and uh, it's some nonsense. He's got the best PR team out there looking after his, his Twitter account. I know that, and um, yeah. you know I'm said to him, "You've got to do your talking on the pitch, mate." You've got, you know, fantastic PR team, but you got you play on grass. So you don't you don't play on the, on the computer, you know, and you got to get out there and do it. And it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? It's tough. But yeah. Like you say, though, Boyd, you know, we haven't really missed him. But we don't know if we haven't missed him, if you get what I mean. Because um, you know some of them, oh, he's just, he, is, he is amazing sometimes. But, you know, I've been very critical. Really, but like, like, like Josh, I, I still, maybe it's a bit sentimental. I've, I know what he can do. And it would be such a shame. Because he'd be, he's, I mean, if he doesn't come back now, he's fucked with Arsenal. That's it. No, he, he ain't going to be ever come back. Like you said, he's got maybe one game. If he doesn't play tomorrow night, which he well, he's not, he's not even in the squad. So, so then, what, what, he's not, not going to play at Tottenham. He won't He, he wouldn't play him Tottenham away. He might bring him on as a sub, but he's not that type of player. That you, it's a London derby, a feisty London derby. You know, you got you got to get amongst them, and he's not one to get his foot in. So you wouldn't, you he would. He's not an addition for that. And then you've got Liverpool, and and we go on. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. Same with Guendouzi. Guendouzi, I was reading about it today. He's had he's had problems. All his at Paris when he was sixteen, he was he was he was uh, calling out a few of the older players, yeah. saying you know he should be in the team. That's at Paris, and the same at Lorient. He had a fight in the dressing room at, L- at Lorient, um, and they, they more or less threw him out. So. You know, he's he's obviously got issues. He's 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 a feisty. He's like a he's like a, he's like the French Roy Keane, but without the football skills at the moment. The way he's been, way he's going on <laughs> he about is. things. He's got yeah. he's got plenty to say, and that was a little bit distasteful, wasn't it? What he was talking to the Brighton players about about money and everything else. I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it's a bit yeah. money, isn't it, for young
2: kid. I like. think, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind the players being cocky and obnoxious and you know, and all of that to to the opposition. I think that's fine. A bit of shit or whatever. But oh yeah, of course, that particular. Yeah. Yeah, that I thought it was revealing of him, wasn't it? For a young player like that, who's not who's not had a great season. Let's face it. I mean, you know, loads of about have But he, I feel, he particularly has had a, a quite a mediocre season. I feel he's indis, as indisciplined in his play as he is as a human being, clearly, because he because he runs around a lot and doesn't can't stick to his position half the time. So I feel again, yeah. I mean, I feel he's one of the players I'd be happy to see him go, especially when we've got you know we've got quite a few young kind of midfielders who can play in different positions and you know who can do that job I don't know I feel yeah I'm not I'm not that bothered about him really Josh
1: Boyd I was I was interested if you're starting to get worried for uh, your best friend in our squad Hector because to see Cedric come yeah. on against Norwich yeah. to yeah to score a lovely goal and then to be you know one of the solid performers in the following game at Wolves you you think Hector's under pressure
2: here or not Oh, I think so, without doubt. And I think um, I would happily um, say that he hasn't had a good season either. I think, you know, I think he would be in the lower rung of our... I mean, you know, I think a lot of our players have had a mediocre season. Obviously, that's why we're 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th in the league. But I feel Bellerin, I mean, you know, he had a bad injury. I feel that since he's been back, it hasn't been great. I feel like he can still run. I feel he's still got the pace but there's something about his passing has gone awry a bit his his discipline's gone awry you know in terms of positioning and all that and um and he gives the ball the way too often and i think and i think cedric did seem solid i thought generally the defense has seemed very solid in the last few games so yeah i think i think i mean I'm not, i think we should keep bellerin i don't think we should get rid of him unless we've got a huge amount big huge offer for him but i think it's he's definitely got competition i'm sure and that's good, that can only be good
3: the competition is great isn't it it's yeah. definitely competition. You can see it when he got taken off against Norwich. Uh, and you could see his face when he was yeah. getting taken off. He knew it was on him. You know, he's thinking, it's yeah. on me Absolutely. now. I've really got someone that I've got. A, I've got a competitor for my, for my spot. So I'm going to have to pull me pull my socks up. But, you know, fair play to him. When he did come on against Wolves, he'd done a decent job.
2: Yep, he did.
3: Yeah. You know, you know, he carried out he, he drew his duties very, very well. So uh, hopefully, that competition is good. It's always healthy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, Cedric did score a phenomenal goal, didn't he? So uh, that was that was pretty incredible. And and it, um, Arteta said interesting things about Cedric, didn't he? He Said something about how you know in the in the in the final third he's our best um, attacking defender. I think something like that. He was very very complimentary about him. Um, so he's clearly quite excited about him. I like him. I, I
3: like yeah. him. He's, yeah. he's a good player. Josh, go No,
1: I think I was just gonna you know, um I'm just remembering the uh the quote. I think the quote was Cedric is a gifted technical player and is probably the best we have in the final third to make the right decision and attacks the attack the box as well. So that's what Arteta said yeah. um yeah, last
2: week. Yeah. I look at the squad. We've had a lot of discussions about the squad um, in, in, you know, in recent weeks during this whole period. And we've had some people, we've had some guests, I think someone said, I can't remember, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember who it was? Said he thought it was our best squad for a long time. You know, even, you know, forgetting the actual performance on the pitch. Um, Someone said that definitely. And I knew what they meant. And then um, we've also had guests saying it's been, you know, it's a shambolic, you know, uh, lopsided squad and pretty poor one of our poorest squads effectively for a long time but I th- I'm beginning to think I just think if he can I think if he can get these players again I'm using that f- word focused and, and he clearly can if he can get the likes of Louise and Mustafi and Xhaka playing like they did yesterday in the last few games in fact and I feel like I know Jeff's, Jeff's laughing by the way listeners but I'm, I'm amazed myself I can't believe I'm saying this but I almost feel like I now don't mind keeping those players. I don't mind that Louis signed that contract for another year because I actually think there is the basis of a quite a solid team if he keeps them focused.
3: Well, I just think the two of them, the two players that you mentioned, and I've said it before, yeah, yeah. they are like 30 or 40 seconds away from a, from a, a monumental ricket that will either, either give a penalty away or give a penalty away and get sent off or just give a goal away, right? And if they can cut that out, then, then it'd it, 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 it be fine. But with the three, maybe with Louis in the central, playing that central area, he's okay yeah. because, it, you know, he's a leader. He is a leader. There's no doubt about that. I think he's a leader um, and he's great on the ball. But yeah. Throughout his career, as, as we've all watched him, in my opinion, he's neither a good defender or a good midfield player. You know?
2: But, he could, but every now and then, he launches one of those long balls and, and those can be great. Similarly, in yeah. fact, Martinez is kicking out from the from the from goal. He's, he's made some great long passes, isn't he? So we've got that. I mean, but yeah, I know what you mean. I, I as I said, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I do. I, I feel like if he can make them play this well for a few games, then maybe that you know, it's down to coaching. It's down to paying attention. Not it's intensity, isn't it? That's what like you look at Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool much more than City, really. But I feel like even when they're not playing that well, they have an intensity to them. That I feel has been again lacking in us for so long, and that's what I think is bringing to these. So even these like flim-flam players, as you say, that have been a laughing stock. Let's face it, you know Mustafa Louise, Shaka—they've been a laughing stock this very season, haven't they? You know, you look at, you know, whenever we're on TV, and you know, the, the, the commentators are like, "No, you can't." They're not good enough. That's what that's what they say. The Gary Neville's of this world and Carragher say you're not good enough, Louise not good. That's what they say. And yet, I mean, we'll see in the next week or so, maybe, won't we, when we play the top these top teams less than Liverpool and to some extent Spurs. But I don't know I'm, I'm I, I am I'm I'm almost like talking myself into it but my fury at the, their mediocrity is slightly ebbing away if you like a bit. But fair
3: play to Mustafi since he's been around Arteta yeah uh, he has come on a bit you know and like, he's, like like Arteta said Arteta said that you know everyone's got a clean slate you know he'll look at you yeah. individually and as a team and if you're if he thinks you're good enough You'll play. And, you know, yeah. it's been okay. Unfortunately, those guys that we've mentioned, they're the best of a bad bunch, aren't they, at the moment? That's how I look at it. You know, um, whether Arteta can mould them into some a proper unit, right? But all this defending, it starts up top as well. It don't just start at the back five. Sure. It's got to start, yeah. you know, the, the two in the midfield protecting the, you know, that, that's an issue there. He's Chakarini, he's Gwendouzi in. Uh, you know, it carries on, doesn't it?
1: I mean, the, these Xhaka stats of late are extraordinary, aren't we, in terms of how long we haven't lost a game while he's on the pitch and we've conceded so few goals while he's on the pitch. So, you know, in terms of a, a turnaround from an Arsenal player, no one will usurp what Gane Xhaka has managed to do this season. Um, although maybe if Meza Ozil made a Incredible return for the last four games of the Premier League season and scored scored some goals that took us into European football. Maybe that would be a bigger <laughs> turnaround story. Like, but yeah, Xhaka yeah, like, yeah. is is back in the team on merit and and sort of gone away as a talking point from Arsenal fans, which is a mm. extra, extraordinary turnaround. So uh, yeah, long way that continue. And look, I agree with Jeff. What what the turnaround with these defenders um, is is probably the most impressive thing at all i just you just remember back it feels like so long ago because all these months have passed but going to the emirates in the first half of this season under emery the amount of chances on shots other clubs would have on our goal was just incredible it just felt like you know inevitable that we would be conceding goals and with such regularity and that's gone and that's uh that's a pleasure there's a bit of resilience there and uh yeah, with Abamyang, we've got we've got every chance to get some goals, as we've seen in the last week. Did you see these quotes from Abamyang's brother? No, he was on um, his Instagram live, and he was yeah. asked what he thought about um, Mikel Arteta, and he said, "I like Mikel; he's a good coach, but I don't like it when he puts my brother on the left." But he is a good coach. <laughs> so uh, that's a little yeah, bit of analysis a- from him.
3: That's all right, isn't it? You know, um, yeah, that's fine. Uh, would you play him over
2: Eddie as a number nine though? Um, well, I like the yeah, I like the fact that we've got option seven week We've got the option. We've got. I think I think Aubameyang wide is fine. I think he does a lot. I mean, he did a lot of yesterday. He did, a is incredibly hard working, and B he will track back and do all that what needs to be done. But also he, he puts a lot of pressure on the goalkeeper wherever he is, and he can. He and he is a great passer. You know his combination. he's really, he can link up play. He can pass. He's not just a scorer of goals. I think he's an all I think he's proven he's an all round great player, which is why it's so important that we do keep him, I think. And I think with him, Niketia, Saka, I, I include Lacazette, Martinelli, who signed a new contract as well. Brilliant news. I think we've got an incredibly exciting, again, going back to my discussion about how strong our squad is. I think, I think we've got a very exciting and, and, and interchangeable forward lineup for me. I feel it's like, really, you know, if we keep all of those players, I think it's pretty. I think that's pretty good. And Pepe, of course, I didn't even mention Pepe. Josh,
3: well, what about what about um, Eddie as a number nine? Do you think he warrants a first-team shot straight away? I mean, I know I know Lac has not been on form, but you did see for the. I mean yeah. the way the way he took that goal the weekend was oh. just was was I was so pleased know. for it. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, uh, I but mean that's, you know. the, that's the quality you get from him if he's on if he's if he's if he's up for it. It's, it's amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Where we've seen several chances uh, Eddie have and, and he's fluffed them, isn't he? Oh, right, he's got a few tappings and that. I might be I might be being a little bit a bit harsh on the lad, but uh, you know he doesn't really hold the ball up well. We all right, he makes himself busy, but but. That, you know, that's about it. It's, it's quite difficult for for Eddie to 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 warrant a, a number nine shot at a, at a team like Arsenal. You know,
2: I, think he's I I'm fine with him being given that opportunity. I think. I mean, I'm a big. You know, I, I'm in a constant, ongoing um, argument with Alan Algar and others about um, how how about Lacazette, and I still and I love him. You know, I've loved him from the start. I think people forget he was our player of the season last year. He's had a bad season. He's another one. He's absolutely had. It. He's had a pretty terrible season by his own standards. But even then, I still think he's, he he adds a lot. I, I agree with you. I think he's a good, you know, centre forward. I think he can link up play. I think he's, he's I think he's been nervy, and I think it's got to him mentally that he has that He's had problems scoring the season. But that goal, as you say, that was sublime. That was great yesterday. I think that's exactly what he needed. So I, I would rather have Lacazette up there. With Obama, and of course they have that relationship that they love. But I, I think it's great that Naketu is an option, though. I think he'll, he'll, he will, you know, I think he can work in that position definitely. Well, Eddie's obviously. Problems, it, Josh?
1: I did briefly have technical problems. That's I hope I'm back now. You are back, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back busy. I, I, you know, it's exciting to see uh, Eddie getting games. He had a couple of opportunities in that Wolves game, didn't he? He took the one that hit the post, which, you know, I I love it when you see a striker take a shot so early, try and surprise the keeper, and he looks confident. And why wouldn't he be confident? Because if you're getting put in, again, ahead of Lacazette, that's a hell of a statement, you know, from the manager. And you are right, Boyd, about all these young, exciting, attacking players. So it's just, can this manager improve them, build a unit of a team to take them to possibly where where they deserve to be in the league, which is not that much higher than where we are at the moment. So you've got to have real hope. And if you look at, you know, if, if Emery could, sorry, if Emery's results were replaced with kind of the football and the, the way we've been playing under, you know, Arteta, I think we probably would be in a slightly stronger position now in the league. So yeah, long, long may it continue. And uh, I don't know, how are you feeling about the games? I know we haven't really had a break in today's episode.
2: We shall, yeah, shall we have a break? Let's have a quick break now, and then after the break, we'll turn our attention to the next two extremely important, probably stressful game. So let's have a quick break now.
3: If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr. Bean, Cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike, e-bikes that are cool AF.
2: And we're back. Um, Yeah, as you mentioned, Josh, optimism is all very well and the hope is great. And uh, I'm feeling very happy right now as we sit seventh in the league. Um, today, But we've got two very, very interesting games, haven't we? We've got Leicester tomorrow. Spurs are playing Everton tonight. We've got Leicester tomorrow. With, of course, the, leading, the, the league's leading goal scorer, Jamie Vardy, which is intensely irritating because he annoys the hell out of me. Um, and Aubameyang is, is close behind, two goals, I think, behind. And then, Spurs. suppose, what, what's your feeling about these two games?
1: Well, Jeff, I don't know about you. I'm gutted we're not going to go to Spurs away. I've really been looking forward to that one. I've I've not even been to the new stadium. Everyone raves about it as being such an impressive venue. It's sad to think that we've got another year to wait for a nice away day at at, uh, at Spurs. So that's one thing I'm upset about. Um, I don't know. I feel like four points would be a terrific week that we would keep our momentum up. And I don't know if the positivity's got to me from the 40 minutes of you on propaganda tonight, boys, but I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> suitably... Uh, buoyant the we that we can do it. I mean, Leicester have not been, you know, they're obviously a very strong result against Crystal Palace, but you know, it, it was one nil for a, a very long time, and, and then Sacco slipped and Invadi scored his first goal in a while. I think we can beat Leicester, and then look a point away at Spurs. Whatever the circumstances is, is obviously a acceptable result. So I'm saying four points. I think we're going to win two one against Leicester, and for the very stereotypical, I'm sure it's a favourite result on correct score one all at Spurs.
2: Did you see Jeff, the um, Jose Mourinho getting um, quite yeah. uh, hot and bothered about? I think just about Arsenal's social media feed, wasn't it? Wasn't he? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Well, you did. You can expect that from 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 Jose. That's what he does, isn't he? Try, he likes to stoke it up a little bit. I think it's on behalf of his players. He wants to stoke them up a little bit rather than than than, than the Arsenal fans and stuff. You know, uh, they're struggling. That oh. Tottenham. Don't worry about that. If you put, okay. if you, are, yeah. you see the stat, if you matched Arteta's record up with uh, games, games played, etc., with Tottenham's, he's doing better than Mourinho's over yeah. the time. I mean, I find yeah. that amazing, absolutely Incredible. unbelievable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we, yeah. we, we think we've been, we've had a disaster. So um that is going to be a really interesting game. And I oh, gutted Josh, because we'd have definitely gone to that. Um, I'm really looking forward to it again. I've, I've not been to the lane myself. Uh, so, you know, in the city, has been done, which which is unusual. I normally go over there and have a look what what it's like just for, for clientele and that. But um, that that would have been brilliant. But I think it might do us a favour when it's going to be nice and quiet, um, yeah. and we, we might. I think we've got a better chance because you know you know what it's like North London derbies. They're fierce, aren't they? Normally with a crowd, and they're always loud over there. Tottenham, I mean, you got to give them their, their fair play. They're always really, really loud and, and, and hostile. Even when you walk into the stadium, uh, it's very, very hostile. So, and then you, you you feel that on the way into the ground. So, uh, so the players must feel the same thing. But you know, looking yeah. hopeful, we're looking hopeful because yeah. they're not they're not playing well.
2: Did I tell you, Josh, that I've been invited to the uh, Tottenham media day? Have I told you about this? No, boy. Tell us more. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's quite funny. So you know, they've got this um, big Amazon Prime uh, documentary being made about them that's right season. yeah and you, Boyd Hilton, all or, or nothing the like,
1: tv critic should be yeah. invited to such events
2: well i have been yeah so um so the amazon prime the lovely amazon prime press office people um emailed me last week i think saying they're going to have an open they're going to have a press day at tottenham and you get to go to behind the scenes at the stadium i think you get to go to the training ground the stadium it's a whole day right you get to meet the staff, I mean, they don't promise that you'll meet um, any of the players or the manager, but it's kind of hinted that you might do, depending on what they're up to that day. But you certainly get to see all the facilities and all, and everything. And, um, of course, my answer was no, not in a million years I'm going to go to. But then now I'm wondering, because I just couldn't face, you know, being in, in the heart of the beast. But now I'm wondering, maybe I should have gone just to see, you know, the enemy, the enemy. Should I, should I, think I should go? But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to do a feature on Spurs in the Heat magazine, which is why they invited me. But um, but maybe I should go. I don't know. I'm am t- just thinking. I'm just thinking about it now.
1: Look, I know you're a busy man with many engagements <laughs> in, in all capacities, yeah. and you've got at least two podcasts a day that you've got to contribute to. So I know you've got a lot of demands on your yeah. time. But to go yeah. and see uh, a top-class, brand new football facility, even if it's of our arch rivals, I would have thought it'd be quite interesting day just to see it up close and the mm-hmm. inner workings and how amazon want to portray it
3: jeff would you have gone? I, 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 I reckon you've got to go there boyd and just really you've got, got you got to wear your arsenal
2: pants though mate and yeah <laughs> do you have arsenal, well, arsenal pants, pants. Boyd um does. i actually do I think, I think i have got a pair of arsenal boxer shorts of some kind yeah somewhere um i mean i i'd you know i'd be better off wearing just wearing an arsenal top wouldn't i really or just sort of a scarf or something yeah i mean it would Are be they, quite uh, a, supreme, a supreme and arsenal <laughs> collaboration those pants <laughs> <laughs> sadly not there is a supreme i've got a very nice supreme red and white scarf somewhere which does look like an arsenal scarf albeit with supreme written all over it um but they might mu- amazon prime must be very happy i think that this series is going to be more dramatic than they might have expected considering how shit spurs have been and how furious generally marino is right now i mean there was in the last game they had that they did have that ridiculously disallowed um handball goal didn't they situation which the whole team seems to collapse mentally after that but it's all going to be very quite entertaining i think you you think of amazon
1: documentaries on football and you think manchester city title winning pep guardiola brilliance Winners. I've watched the Leeds United one. It's like agonising, so close to the promised land, failure. And this year they've got the road to tenth. I mean, brilliant <laughs> mid level mediocrity nonsense from Jose Mourinho. Good luck to them. I hope they pay low for that. I Load.
2: know you're right. You're not wrong. But Jose Mourinho's singular. Objectionableness, if that's a word, will make it worth watching, won't it, Jeff? I think. I think. I, I mean, I just see him.
3: You know. I can't wait to see, it, honestly, because <laughs> because it's going to be fun, isn't it? Because you you can yeah. imagine him, especially if they go, they really do go behind closed doors, so to speak. Um, I can imagine he fires off a lot, don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's anyway. That's my. I'm glad I remembered that dilemma. Maybe I maybe I will go in the end. I just I feel it feels like some dirty to to just be. Moving around in Spurs, you know, in in the heart of Spurs. I don't know. if you've got to go. You've got to go. I think you should. You've got to go. Maybe I, maybe I'll change my mind. I think it's. I think it's the week after next. I've still got time to change my mind. Yeah, I think it's like end of mid to end of July. This day, day of days. Free Spurs shirt. Is that what you're worried about? Oh, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get a whole bag of goodies. in, In heavy quotes. Of uh, yeah, Spurs. You got to shine. ask him to have a look <laughs> around the trophy cabinet. That won't take long. <laughs> I could do a whole feature. Do you know what? No, no. You, that's a very good point. I could do a whole feature about the empty trophy cabinet, couldn't I? Like that could be the whole, like a you know, full page feature on
3: uh, uh, would, detailing
2: would, events since they last won a trophy.
3: I would go definitely on. go there, clandestine and then yeah. you, the, the, whatever the article you are going to write, you got to be taking a yeah. piss out, of, mate. No, no, yeah. I'm sure they'd accept that being an Arsenal supporter. Of course, yeah. You most sorry, probably, you, gonna... you, you know, your accreditation. Sorry, Josh, one minute. Your accreditation will most probably get blocked before you even get in there, mate. If I well,
2: well I've told them I'm an Arsenal fan. The, the the press office, and they, I don't know, they st- they still seem keen. But yeah, Josh, what are you going to say?
1: Well, just just talking of TV. Did you watch Alex last night? Alex Brooker? friend. Oh,
2: the- I'm glad you mentioned that yeah alex brooker who's our guest last week brilliant wasn't it it was brilliant i mean i watched it funnily enough just after um we had him on last week um i got sent the link to watch it anyway so i I had watched it already but it was so brilliant yeah just my my mum texted me last night saying how moved she was by it did you watch it jeff did you watch alex brooker's show
3: absolutely brilliant what a man honestly what what a lovely lovely man Uh, just brilliant you know the whole thing was brilliant from start I'm going to watch it again you know because it was so good it was really
2: yeah Uh, that my favourite bit is the Arsenal fan um, Lee I think he was his name wasn't he Uh, who he met in the in the um, among all the other disabled supporters and then he told his story a really really tragic awful story and his two boys were there. They were so cute. He's two cute little boys. And then we got to meet them, and he went to see them. And I really like that because I thought it was, like, genuine, like, a documentary evolving before our eyes. He met this guy, thought his story was moving. and then went to see him, met the family. I thought that was so interesting, yeah.
3: It was brilliant. brilliant. It's
2: so, so real.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. brilliant. It was, and even, you know, we met Alex at various points. I think it was interesting, even for those of us that have spent some time and got to know, and I've, you know, gone to Austin with just to learn more about his... Um, his background. What was funny, and I was messaging Alex about, was there's a shot there where they show him celebrating that like, very aggressively, yeah. the Arsenal equalised. and that was actually a late equaliser against Hampton that made it two-two. But then it immediately showed the scoreboard that said one-one. So I know it, yeah. it, it didn't quite work. It, it was no. factually inaccurate, but that yeah. was my biggest gripe with the whole thing. Otherwise, yeah. Rest-
2: yeah, he mentioned that last week, didn't he? That that celebration. You're right. The editor clearly, clearly didn't know what was going on, but yeah, kind of confusing. But also, that not only was that on last night, there was the Kemp's. I don't know if you saw it, which is absolutely hilarious mockumentary uh, featuring Arsenal fans Martin and Gary Kemp. And Gary Kemp um, favouredited liked one of my tweets about um, about uh, Alex Brooker. I think so. Yeah, it was it was just a glorious evening all round. In fact, it was a glorious day because you had us winning, and then you had those two brilliant programs. Boys, anyway, what Saturday, we need to get, boys, sorry, I God, have to interrupt
1: yes, Josh, you. yes, Three times in this podcast, you've claimed that Arsenal plays yesterday.
2: Sorry. Yes. Saturday
1: boys. Good
2: and that point Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm very old. I'm getting very old, you know, and my brain is adult, but yeah, good point. Yeah. We won't edit those out. It's just me getting it wrong that we played. We played. It doesn't matter.
3: Isn't every day Uh, the same now? I think every day has been the same
2: for me. There's football every day, isn't there? Thank God, I'm fucking loving it. By the way, I mean, whoever ever had a problem about the return of Premier League football needs to hang their heads in shame because it's been absolutely brilliant. I think they've done an incredible job, like sorting out the fixtures. You know, the whole thing. I think has been fantastic. It's been good. Thank um, God. But Jeff, before we run out, we go on all night. I do need to get your predictions for. Um, Leicester and Spurs.
3: Yeah, I'm just I'm terrified of Jamie Vardy for, for, for tomorrow night. I've got to be honest with you. Uh, and they're, they're sent big centre half Sionku. I don't know what about you think about him, Josh? Have you seen much of him? He's a great big ugly man, right? He's a proper defender, right? Exactly what we need. Uh, he's good on the ball. Watch him. He's. he's I think he's he's a no, quality I mean- defender.
1: He's the reason, in part, wasn't it that Leicester were sort of prepared to let Harry Maguire go to Manchester United. So, you know, real belief in him. I just think, even with Vardy, we might win. What are you you going to predict, yet?
3: Yeah, no, go on. I'm going to go for for a 2-1 win and and top them away. I reckon it'll be like, it'll be mad. It'll be 2-2 or 3-3 or something like that. I think it'll be a draw there. Yeah, I like that, yeah. I think
2: I'm going to go... I'm going to go quite similar. I think we're going to squeak a one nil victory at Leicester. And then I, I was going to say three, three. I think it's going to be mad as well. Um, but if you go for two, two, I'll go for three, three. I might go for three, three. Imagine if I got that right, that would, that would uh, be one of the great predictions. Is that, is that the
3: game? Is that the game? That, that the calamity's come back. Josh Tottenham, if it's a three three game or something.
2: Um,
1: Maybe. I don't know. Dave. I um, I can't see. Uh, I can't see a three-three. I don't see us letting in three goals with Mikel Arteta's defensive prowess at the moment. You know, we're on a run of clean sheets. We're not letting in three goals away that's at Tottenham. I will retire for a couple of weeks from doing this podcast if we let in three goals at Tottenham. You can find someone else, boys.
2: Don't do that. I don't want you to do that. That's, that's just that's ridiculous. So, what's your what was your prediction officially? <laughs> I said one-all earlier. Oh, one yeah. One-all, sorry. Fantastic. One all Josh, Jeff. Scotland. Yeah, I mean, oh, God, let's hope. Let's hope when we come back next week that we'll still be optimistic and full of hope. Jeff, it's been brilliant. Thanks very much Always for joining us again. For Always a joy. Thank Thanks, Josh. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week.
3: Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available
2: wherever you've got this podcast. You're
3: going to lose a number of people to the flu.
2: This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.